Welcome to Many Talks Podcast, talking all business, entrepreneurship, property development, finance, and investment. Reese Many here, host of Many Talks. Um, guys, I've got a fantastic guest, something a little bit different um, today than what we normally do. Obviously, we talk about business, finance, entrepreneurship. Um, today, we've got ex-England international, um, Jermaine Defoe. Um, Jermaine, thanks for giving us your time and coming on to Many Talks today. We appreciate um, you coming on. No problem, my friend. Um, and the good news and people that listen and know my podcast, you know, is I'm a fanatic Tottenham fan, so it's fantastic to have, have you on. I refer to you as an ex-England international, but obviously a legend down the lane as well. And I let you we're family then. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? All family, mate. All, all good. Um, well, look, thanks for coming on. As I said, our listeners range from people that are starting out in business, uh, people that are looking to invest, people that look up to the likes of yourself and other entrepreneurs and professionals in their field, um, maybe at a crossroads or advanced in their career. And hopefully they can listen to our podcast on YouTube, take some takeaways away from it and move on with their life and, and hopefully get something out of listening and we're giving value to people. Um, so just to start off with Jermaine, obviously it's a bit different. So I've never, um, you know, we, we've never really spoke in detail, but lately, you know, you've just been allocated your 300th career goal. Um, how, how does that feel to, to hit a target like that in, in your professional career? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's a, it's an amazing achievement because I remember when I was at Tottenham years ago and I remember what early 2000 no no it was probably like say 2000 well, I signed at 2000 2004 I signed at Tottenham I think probably like there a few years and I remember there was a picture David Pleat was a manager so maybe 2005 and I remember seeing a picture of Teddy Sheringham on a wall yeah and he's got his 300th goal and he did he lifted up his t-shirt yeah I remember looking at his picture thinking wow like mm-hmm. 300 career goals is that's that I mean that's something special so it was funny though because leading up to the game I knew I was on um 299 and obviously, I was just desperate to do it. But then, yeah. but then, before the game, I actually forgot. So as as I've scored, like I forgot. And then it's not until after the game, everyone was like, "Oh, JD, that was your three hundred." And I was like, "Oh my god, I just remembered it." <laughs> so, but like, um, in a way, I'm glad that I didn't, I didn't sort of like remember before the game because maybe you know you get too desperate and you get anxious and stuff like that. So I was, I was quite relaxed and I did it, and it was just like, when you sit back and you reflect on it, it's just like, wow, like it is. It was a special moment for me and my family and everyone. Definitely. And obviously reflecting on it, out of them 300 goals, is there like a top three that you've got that, that you remember that's sticking in your head out of the 300 that you've scored? Well, after I did that, obviously I did the, I don't know if you saw it, I did the thing on, uh, on Sky Sports News and they said to me, can you pick like a top five? And I said, you know what, that's so hard. That. To pick five out of 300 is hard. I mean, because it, it, me talking now, like um, even like my first goal for West Ham, on my debut was obviously special because I was, I was 17, I was a kid. And then, you know, my first goal for Tottenham, you know, again, you know, at the time, um, David Pete signed me for like, for, like, for like big money. I came with like a reputation, even though I was a young mm-hmm. lad. Yeah. And to score my debut against Portsmouth, against Shaka Hislop, who I used to train against every day at training <laughs> in the youth team. The way it all happened and that is, so every goal. And then, um, you know, even like uh, the, the five goals I scored at, uh, at the lane against Wigan, so this, the one against Man City, which I picked in my top five at, at White Hart Lane, when we beat them 3-1. So there's so many and so hard to pick yeah. because they all mean different things, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but it's, it's, um, nah, it was, it's all been special. 
course. Also, talking about um, staying on, on on goals and partnerships, I mean, as, as being, being a Tottenham legend, um, do you think there's any better partnership in the world right now than, than Song and Harry Kane? No, because I think in terms of that numbers, I always say to people, like, even, the, young, even the, the, the players at Rangers, the younger lads, before games, I say, right, goals and assists. Make sure you get your numbers up. Because yeah. come the season, all people do is look at numbers. How many goals have you scored? How many assists? I think in terms of numbers, there's no better partnership. Yeah. When you look at how, for me, Harry, a lot of people are surprised the way Harry sort of adapted, way he's sort of like dropping into a, a, a number 10 position. Yeah. And so obviously, he's quite dynamic, so he always runs in behind. But for me, I think Harry's always done that in games. He's always, he's always had that ability to drop off and create. Obviously, mm. he's a goal scorer and that. But I think the way, what Mourinho has done, yeah. and credit to Mourinho, because let's be honest, there's a lot of people before he took the job that were like, nah. No, you yeah, weren't going to do that. Which you saw in the documentary. And that's why I always, I always believe that you, you should always appreciate greatness because he's a great manager. His CV is unbelievable. So I think with them two, what, what Mourinho has, has, has done... It's been amazing, but the, the, them two are the best partnership in world football at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and obviously, why why do you think that? Is it down to the manager? Do you think? Is it? I think it's I think it's Mourinho recognizing that. Right, it's, 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 it's understanding of, you, of the players that you've got. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're not going to say you're not going to tell Harry Kane to run into channels because because if I was the manager of Tottenham, I wouldn't be telling I wouldn't be saying to Harry Kane's run channels. Yeah. I've played a bit for the box, dropping like you do because you, you're good. You're good to do that. And just save your energy for when you get your chances. Yeah. Song is quite dynamic, like I said. So Songy, he runs in behind. He's, he gets the ball and he's, he's direct. He beats people, and um, and it's it's a thing that that Guardiola done with um, at Barcelona when when he had the, the false number nine. He said to Messi, players the number nine. Everyone was like, "What do you mean?" And he had he had Thierry Henry on the left and Samuel Eto'o on the right. Sam, um, Messi naturally is going to come short for the ball because he, he gets the ball and he takes people on and yeah. the, the, the Thierry Henry and Samuel Eto'o just running behind causing problems so yeah. just, it's, it's the manager understanding um, what, what, what players you're dealing with and, and bringing and the best out in them as well and letting them do every, they, they yeah. do well yeah exactly and, and, and every game is, and, and the hardest thing to do especially at the top level is being consistent so, so for them to, to show that sort of consistency is like for me it's, it's unbelievable yeah, no, they, they're playing really well. Um, question for you: Can can Tottenham win the league this season? <laughs> I think they can. I think if you look at if you look at the results, and I know a lot of teams, a lot of when you look at managers talking post match about obviously not being fans in the stadiums, and it's it's it's, it's sort of like um, it's been difficult. Of course, it's been difficult because it's something that we've never had to deal with before. Yeah, even like I mean, grassroots football, even like on a Sunday on a Sunday mornings, like um, there's, there's, there's people that stand on the line, there's, there's noise, do you know what I mean? So to go from full stadiums, 65, 50, 60,000 stadiums, 70,000 stadiums to, to zero, it's, of course it's difficult, but at the same time, I always think that um, you've got to try and, I don't know, deal with the situation. It is where it is. Do you, do you think that affects different players differently? I think it does, yeah. I think some players... Um, I think it take, it probably it probably takes a lot of pressure off some players. Yeah. Um. You know, probably some players maybe feel like they can express themselves more because there's no home home or away. Because, yeah. um, at times you know what it's like at times at clubs if you're not doing more, the fans can get on your back yeah. away from home. Away fans can get on your back. There's no noise. It's like a training game basically. It's a game yeah. at the training ground. When you see players at the training ground playing the games, you think, wow. You should, I hope you can do that on a Saturday afternoon. 
in a full stadium. But sometimes it's difficult. So I don't know. But can do I think Tottenham can win the league? Of course they can. Yeah, of course. And it's, if it's and a year that it can happen. It's now, isn't it? Yeah, it's not me. It's not me being biased. No. It's, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the performances. I'm yeah. looking at the performances, and I'm thinking, and let's, and and we and we got we got we got Jose Mourinho. So yeah. and then, and people can say whatever they want. We've got Jose Mourinho, and they're playing the way they're playing. So anything can happen. Yeah. I see a trophy coming anyway. Definitely. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Just, just going back on on that um, a little uh, for you for yourself. Obviously, not having people in the stadium affects different people differently. You being experienced and where you're at now, have, have you sort of helped the younger players coming through? Have you had to sort of put your arm around and say, look, there's there's a little bit less pressure here. Um, enjoy it a little bit more. You, if you do make mistakes, you're not going to get people on your back. Have, but even, have you took even, that role? Yeah, but even but even if even when the stadiums were full, it's yeah. it's, it's part of my role at, at Rangers. To be honest, to sort of like um, obviously one of the senior players to sort of like take care of the dressing room. Mm. Me and a few other players that are like the, the leadership group um, take care of the dressing room. Um, and to be honest, obviously I know at times, it's, especially for young players, especially a club like Rangers, yeah. for young players coming, it's, it's, it's not easy to sort of like hit the ground running and, and, and it's, there's a lot of pressure because you're expected to win every game. Mm. So the fact that, I know, but the, the interesting thing is people say there's, there's, the stadiums are empty, but at the same time, you know, you still get the millions of people that are watching it on the TV. So yeah, sure. The stadiums are empty, but still, everyone's still watching. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I say to the players, especially the younger lads, just, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. But don't, don't waste the training session every day. Make sure you're on it in training, first and foremost, because that's where it starts for me. Make sure you're on it in training and that, and then just take that into the game. Yeah. Has there ever been a sweeter feeling than scoring in a North London derby? It's amazing because the thing is, it's like, you know, it's like when you sign, when, when I sign for Tottenham, that's all people talk about. Yeah. The North London derby. And especially back then in that, because remember, we're playing against really strong, like really strong Arsenal teams. Yeah. Um, so to sort of like play well against those sort of teams and score and stuff like that, it's, it's, always, been, it's always been special. Um, and I mean, when, when the fixtures come out, that, that is the fixture that you, you, just, you can't wait until that, that game comes about. So, yeah. It's one you're always looking forward to. Of course, yeah. So we're seeing a lot of players now. Um, you know, promoting themselves and their brands on and off the field. Yeah. Um, Paul Podpa, uh, Jesse Lingard, just to name a couple. But obviously there's loads. Um, I suppose there's a balancing act. Mm. Um, if, you know, how, how, how does that work for players and how do you see, see that working? And how, how, if, if you was to give somebody an advice, young player coming through, you know, because it's now advertising is a big thing and you can get involved yeah. with a lot of stuff off the field. Off the field how, yeah. how does that affect you? How, how do you keep focused on the field and, and run that at the same time? It's, it's a twofold question, really. But do you, do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, well, Floyd Mayweather always said, focus on your craft. First yeah. of all, Alex Ferguson, when, the David, when, when, when obviously Beckham, the icon, yeah. um, when he became massive, um, on and off the pitch at Man United, you know, I think Alex Ferguson actually sat him down and obviously uh, said, "Right, your, your football is the most important thing because that, that's your bread and butter. That's that, that is that that is what we do." Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, if I had to give, because I, I I know that Jesse Lingard and Pogba they got a, they get a lot of stick. To be honest, um, I think I think you have to balance it, of course, because like I said, the most important things are football. Because if it weren't for your football, you wouldn't be doing all that stuff anyway. Correct. Yeah. You won't be doing all that stuff. So I think it's important to focus on your football first and then try and balance it 
And because no one's saying that you can't, you can't do, because a lot of people that are quite negative and they've been like, oh, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing that. I think, but hold on a minute. When you were playing, if you had the opportunity to do what they're doing, you would have done it as well. Because at the end of the day, they're, they're bringing in more money for themselves and their families. And in terms of profile, they're, bu- they're building their profiles. So why would you not do it? But then come Saturday afternoon, you have to put in those performances. Because when you put in those performances on the pitch, no one says anything. No one can say anything. If you're playing well, all the other stuff that you're doing, no one says anything. If you're not playing well, if you're not playing well, then then people are going to point a finger and say, well, the reason why you're not playing well is because of this. So it's it's important to try and balance it. Um, Obviously, the Marcus Rashford thing now, what he's doing is um, it's amazing what he's doing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, You've got, obviously, the NBA, which he deserved and stuff like that. But even with Marcus, I can imagine that his family is saying to him, right, you've got to balance it. And he's, and he's, and he's playing well. He's playing well for Man United and he's doing that, that other side of it. So it's, it's, it's good and that. But there have been players that haven't, haven't done that. Yeah, they forget, they forget about their craft and concentrate on other things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would you say that they... Is that fair to say that they forget about their craft? Or do you think that sometimes you could just have an off day and then people jump on... It's easy to say, well, just play well. But you, you probably know the best out of everyone. It's not always possible to play well consistently. Nah. You're going to have off days. And then people think, jump on you. Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, he had a bad game because he did this photo shoot yeah. a few days ago. Because when you go on a pitch, you're not... You know what I mean? It's, 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 like you said, you can, just, you can have an off day or you can be out of form. Mm. You've been out of form for a long time. Do you know what I mean? So, but one, but what the thing is, is a lot of people sometimes that don't really understand, obviously the pressures and stuff like that. They look at it and feel like they 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 probably think, oh, the reason why you haven't, you're not playing well, is because you're doing all this other stuff. Yeah. Well, I'd like to think these players that are doing all the other stuff are, are still focused on their football and still training and working hard because because even if you're out of form. I always believe if you work hard and you dedicate yourself, at some point your luck your luck changes. That's just, it's just it's just it's just the way the world is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, some some good advice. Um, you just mentioned Floyd Mayweather. I mean, outside of football, is there anyone else that like you really inspire to? Is is he somebody that you you watch and study, or is there other people as well? Yeah, we've always like um, I've always loved Floyd, like for many reasons. Obviously, he's for me he's the greatest. Um, in what he does, but I just feel like the way he lives his life, and I think with any any athlete, I don't care what sport you're in, mm. you look at someone like like a Floyd Mayweather, um, the way he the way he lives his life, um, never touched alcohol, even when he's not fighting. There's times when he's been retired and he's walking around fighting weight. His weight's the same. He's always in the gym. That mm. sort of dedication that mm. probably people don't see because again, when I spoke about people being negative. They look at Floyd, oh, he's flashy, he's this, he's that. But the guy, no one works harder than Floyd. Yeah. No, no one works harder than Floyd. So if you're working that hard, why can't you enjoy yourself? Why can't you buy yourself or why can't you buy 10 houses or 10, 20 cars? Because first and foremost, like I said, he's craft. He makes, he makes sure that he trains well and, and, he, and, he, and, 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 he, and he wins. So it's just like, but there's loads of other athletes that I've always, I watched the, the, the Michael Jordan documentary. Did you watch it? No, I haven't seen it, no. Right, you need to watch it. It's one of the, it's one of the best I've seen. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. There's no secret to success. There's no secret. The guy was a freak because all he wanted to do was do more than the person next to him. Yeah. When people were finishing training, he was doing extra. When, he, when they wanted him to do the Space Jam movie, yeah, and he's achieved everything already. Yeah. Michael Jordan has achieved everything already. They wanted him to do the Space Jam movie. 
he was filming and he made them get a, like a, um, a like a basically he made them like basically bring a basketball court to to where he was filming. So after he was after the long day filming, he can carry on. He can train. Yeah. yeah. So that's like say say for instance that's like me doing a, an advert somewhere or doing a film and then and then me saying to them yeah but. For me to agree to this and that, can you bring like I don't know, bring two goals and that, and that I need to try our gym and that, so I need to train up. It's unbelievable. You don't get you don't get many people like that. You don't you get don't many people like that in. Obviously, you must have experienced it with some players that you just work with that are just like that to just go above and beyond constantly. Are they are they the ones that are always? I mean, I've seen that um, you you you've turned and you're following like a vegan. Um, at the moment so has that helped you your diet and what you eat and your training has that kept you at the top of of your level for as long as that you have so i mean you're, you're playing at a good level aren't you for for where you are you've, you've always been at the top yeah to be fair it's not even it's, it's not one thing it's many things and it's yeah. not nuts from day one yeah people might look at it and be like oh maybe jd got to 30 or 29 um and decided no it was from day one yeah that's why I'm I'm still able to 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 play at this level, but not only play at this level, but actually play at this level without, say, for instance, playing games fatiguing, getting too many injuries, not performing, not scoring goals. But like even with the the food, I tried I tried the the vegan thing for a little while, which was mm. quite difficult for anyone. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard to just just become a vegan overnight. Yeah, there's things that I've tried to prolong my career and stuff like that, but there's 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 many things that that you don't some something you don't even enjoy doing but you do it yeah because you know the rewards are big so that's, that's a great the, bit of advice for anybody listening you know you don't always do the things that you like it's the things that you don't like you have to do yeah, i don't want to finish training yeah i don't want to finish training before before a game going to ice bath yeah i like the massage going to ice bath going to cryotherapy at, a, at minus 130 yeah leave the training ground at four o'clock mm. like getting home knacker than that like do you know what I mean making sure I'm sleeping at 10 o'clock hydrating eating yeah. the same things and it seems boring to other people but just doing all these things just to make sure that I give myself the best opportunity so if when I play I'm able to perform yeah I'm able to perform at this at the level that I want to because because I, I can't accept going out and then playing and after the game thinking you know what mm, I was a little bit off it even if it's that five percent I always say every day, just 1% every day. Can I improve that one? I'm 38. Can I improve that 1%? Okay, yeah. Can I improve that 1%, that 1%? Because it all adds up. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When you was getting into the game as, as a youngster, was you, ever, um, was you ever spoke to about, obviously, putting money away for a rainy day, make, making investments, and, and like sort of explained anything about after your career? Yeah, because I was lucky because, obviously, I was lucky in the area that obviously my generation and that there was a, at the time it was sort of like um, the PFA have always been good to be fair, um, but I think I think a lot of it comes from family as well to be honest. Yeah, I think with our family growing up in East London, understanding that you know that working class background mm. and appreciating what you get, and obviously don't waste it. So a lot of it comes from family, and I think yeah. I've, I've I've been quite lucky to sort of like have an understanding of money as in. If you work hard to, to 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 achieve something, to get something, don't abuse it or waste it. Because at yeah. the end of the day, the the when, I, when we look at our family, the people before us, it's, it, it was it was difficult. It was difficult yeah. for them to sort of like earn decent money or to get an opportunity. 
Cool. If you're if you're the one that gets the opportunity in the family, um, I think it's it's important to just be mindful and just I suppose just appreciate it. And I think if you if you appreciate things and that you you you, you won't be reckless. Would you say that you've um, you've made significant investments to that to date to allow you to to live comfortably for you and your family and everything else? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, yeah, of course. I've been obviously I've been one of I've been one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just like, uh, but I've always said that from day one, you know, you always have to thank God because at the end of the day, it, it could have been someone else in this position Yeah. And to, be, and to be in the area where I've been, I've been playing and at the top level, uh, where like, you know, there's, there, there is, there's a, there's a lot of money in football mm. and, and you've got, if you've got the right people around you, then of course, you know, people around behind you saying, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to invest in this, you've got to invest in that, you've got to get properties and stuff like that. And, and then when you're young sometimes and, and you're playing, you might not understand it, but when you listen, yeah, come towards the end of your career, you think, you know what, I'm glad that you told me that because... Glad I've done it. Where I'm sitting right now, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even need to play. Mm. It's not even something that I even think about. Oh, you know, like the money, for me, it's just, I'm at, I'm at range just thinking, right, I just want to achieve something special. Yeah, I just achieve something special in that. In terms of money and all that sort of stuff, it's not even something that I think about because I've been blessed and I've, 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 I've always listened to people yes. that that's had my best interest at heart. So, so yeah, good, which is good. Um, anyone that's coming through the ranks now, what what kind of advice could you give to a youngster trying to, you know, give it their all and trying to get that that pro contract or they're trying to get into a pro club? Um, well, what's the best bit of advice that you could you could give to somebody? Do you think the best bit of advice I'd give someone is to probably just be, be an individual. Don't don't because um, obviously it's difficult times now because obviously the social media. Yeah, there's so many distractions because when when you when you walk into a room, whether that's a change rooms, an office, a restaurant, you see people just sit on their phones, don't talk, don't communicate. <laughs> Right, so it's just it's just the way the world is, right? It and is, it is. So with the, with the distractions, with the social media, with players being around the training ground, taking pictures in the gym, taking pictures, so all this sort of stuff. So just focus. We spoke about it before. Just focusing on your craft and not wasting a training session. Always wanting to improve and and just be that just be that one that makes it that gets into the first team. And that, and you know, when I say not wasting a training session, you know, being honest with yourself as well. What do I need to improve on? What am I not good at? Well, I'm good at this and that, but what do, I, what do I need to improve on? Just be honest with yourself. If I'm not fit enough, get fit. No one, no one wants to run. Mm. Who wants to run after training? When you're hurting, that feeling and that. But I like it, me personally. I crave that feeling when I know I've put in, I've put in that, that hard work and I'm on my knees. So I think to myself, if I've done this, surely I'm going to get something out of it. So, so just wanting to do the, wanting to do the extras. Wanting, always wanting to improve every day. And even when you're playing well, yeah. Never, 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 never be, don't get too high. Even when, from, obviously, when I scored my 300th goal, I never got too high. I was like, okay. When I wake, yeah, I, scored, I, I enjoy that moment. As soon as I wake up the next day and I go to train on a Monday morning, right, that's gone. What's the next thing? Yeah. So yeah. That's, I think that's where you go. Always, never waste a training session. Always trying to improve. Yeah. Um, obviously, talking about that and feelings and, and how things come, obviously, Sven Goran Eriksson, uh, I've read a couple of books, picked... Uh, Theo Walcott when he was really young to go to the World Cup um, many, many people reported that he made the wrong decision we're not here to judge everyone reported it <laughs> everyone to this everyone, day I read, yeah. I, read, I read something on Twitter recently and um, one of the fans was like 
I'll never forgive Sven for doing that. We needed JD at that tournament yeah. to like come on and all that sort of stuff and that. But it's one um, of those. Yeah, go on. I'm I'm more interested in how it made you feel and how you use that to 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 move on as a platform. Because obviously, there's people out there that not the same happens, but something in business happens or at school or wherever in life, they feel rock bottom, they feel down. So yeah. how did you use that to motivate yourself to go again and get to you, get to where you are now? You know what I mean? Or where you've been it's and just, where you're still going. It's one of those things. When God's got a plan for you, mm. it doesn't matter what's in front of you, it, it will never stop you from getting where you need to get to. Yeah. It will never, it will never stop you from getting where you, and, and, when Sven did that to me, I can't even put into words how I felt because I was that hurt. Yeah. But how? But I used that as motivation. Yeah. I just all that did is fueled me with more. All that did was fuel me. I had more fire in Sam's. I thought, okay, then, if you've done this to me, and like you said about people being at rock bottom, what am I gonna do now? Am I gonna lay down? And, and what am I gonna do? Just lay down. Yeah. Oh, you know? I'm, I'm gonna show people that you made a mistake. It's as simple as that. You didn't take it to the World Cup. But I will not be missing the next one. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, that's and that's 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 how it was. I, got, I went on holiday. Actually, watched the tournament, thinking, I wish I was there. Mm. But in my head, I thought, I'm not missing the next one, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. So, do you know what I mean? So it, that's that. That's just how I approached it. I didn't. I didn't think. Um, oh, I hate the manager. He's this and that. No problem. Yeah. No problem. It's part of life. There's a, in in football. It's roller coaster. There's ups and downs. But I'll tell you what, I'm not missing the next one. And then when I go to the next one, I am going to make an impact. I'm not just going to go. I'll go and make an impact. Um, and, that, and, and, and that's exactly what happened in, in, in South Africa. So it was one of those ones. But I was hurt. Like, because I thought that was going. Yeah. I thought that was going. I think everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> I was going. And it's, always, it's one of those ones that, that's a tournament I looked at and I thought, he, he took that away from me. Mm. And if I saw Sven, yeah, I'll shake his hand. No problem. I'll shake his hand on that. Because I know deep down he knows that he made the wrong mistake. Deep down, he knows. I mean, even if he never says it, yeah. even if he never comes out and says it, I, I think I know deep down he will say that. And the interesting thing is, no one knows that I've never said before. I'll put it in my book as well. Not too long after that, I was in a restaurant. I bumped into Sven, and he and he tried to get him to sign for Man City. Yeah. So you're a manager of a football club. You want me to sign for your football club, but then you, you didn't pick me to go to a tournament when 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 I don't know when. It's it's uh it's pretty obvious at the time that, and it wasn't even Theo's fault. I love Theo Walcott. It wasn't his fault because he was a young kid, and he was and I can imagine for him and his family, it's special. Of course, yeah. To, to be honest, they took him, and I wish he would have played because yeah. it would have been special for him and his family. But he didn't even kick a ball. Yeah, he didn't even kick a ball. If you're gonna take him, at least play him. Yeah, at least put him out and give him a go. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously you're famous for your footballing skills and and what you've done, but. You know, you founded the uh, Jermaine Defoe Foundation, which is a fantastic achievement, uh, which does some great work supporting homeless, vulnerable children um, in the UK and, and the Caribbean. I mean, yeah. have you got any other business interests? Um, would you class yourself as an entrepreneur or a silent partner in other stuff? Obviously, you've got the foundation. Have you got other stuff on the bubble? Yeah, when people talk about entrepreneur, of course, because it's one of those ones where always I speak to family members, we get different ideas and, but with me, I'm one of those people though, when I've got, if I'm focused on something, I've got hundred percent focus. So for me to give a hundred percent in something else would be difficult because, because where I'm at now, 
obviously the back end of my career, I'm 100% focused on what I, what I need to do at Rangers. But of course, we've got loads of ideas and people, you know, when you retire, even in your 30s, it's a, it's a long time retired. So it's all about that transition and what you do the next part of your life. Uh, and obviously we spoke about the, the foundation and we, we launched the foundation in 2010. Since then, we've done loads of stuff, raised a lot of money. Um, but even with the foundation, there's other things that I want to do. Um, and, you know, even with the, 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 the TV stuff, you know, doing my coaching badges, staying in the game, there's so many things that I want to do yeah. that, I mean, I've, I've, sky's the limit because at the end of the day, when you sort of like, when you've been in the game for such a long time, of course you want to try and give something back. You know, the knowledge that you've got and stuff like that. But in terms of like business as well, um, of course you want to surround yourself with people in that sort of, in that sort of market that you can learn off because it's all about learning. That means so, so yeah. Well, obviously, proudly awarded an OBE back in 2018 um, for the service of of the foundation, um, and most notably um, the, the relationship that you sparked, obviously, with Bradley um, yeah. when in your career. Well, when when did you realise that you could give more than just being on the pitch? Was it was it did it come a time in your career when you thought you know what now's the time to do it? Or did it just come naturally? I think naturally it happens. But yeah. it was, it was um, I remember in 2012, maybe, I did the, uh, a life documentary. It was on ITV. Yeah. Life stories. And that was really good. And, and after that, a lot of people come up to me and was like, ah. Oh. Because remember, people, when they look at footballers, they don't really know the person. Yeah. They just use the footballer. They don't really know the person. I remember when I did the life stories, a lot of people coming up to me in... Uh, I remember one of the England games, someone came up to me and was like, wow, we watched that, it's, it's amazing. We never thought you was like this, blah, 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 blah. And um, that's when I thought, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's mad how people don't really know you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They just see you as the footballer. That's, that's, that's it. So even when we launched the foundation and doing all that sort of stuff, people look at you in a different light. And I remember when I was really young and uh, the media, they try and portray you to be this certain person. Yeah. Remember, like, people believe what they read. Yeah. But when they, when they see you in a different light, they're like, wow, surprise sort of thing. Mm. But it's, I've just always been the same person. Yeah. I've never changed. The media do what they do because that's their job and I suppose they've got to feed their families and that. So it is what it is. So this is, this is who I am sort of thing and that. But like, um, I think since then, I launched the foundation, I did the life stories, the Bradley thing. People just looked at me in a different light and it's different just, light, yeah. yeah. What's, what's, what's next for you? Is it, you know, you, you mentioned um, coaching badges. Is it, Punditry like Patrice Ever, Ashley Cole, Carragher, or more down the management route of Stevie G, Frank Lampard, and um, Sol Campbell. I want to do both. I've, do done both. Lot, I've done a lot of pundit stuff. I'm quite close with. Um, I've got a good relationship with Sky. Okay. Um, the pundit stuff is something that they they were actually upset that I signed a new contract at Rangers because I won't finish playing. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't get the, the messages I was getting. But like, um, I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to do a little bit of pundit stuff. Because when you're, when you're a pundit, what people need to understand is when you're a pundit and you're, in your, you're talking about the game, whether it's half-time before the game or after the game, you're talking to the viewers. So, for instance, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm talking about a goal, yeah. then I need, to, I need to break it down for the people at home watching. The reason why he did this or what he did is because that's what you like, because that's what people, that's what people like seeing. So I've always enjoyed, even when I'm at home with my friends or family and we're, and we're, we're analysing yeah. a match, we're talking about a goal, I did this or 
there's things that I can, I'll see in a game. Maybe other people won't see. So if I'm talking about it, then it'll help the people at home and that. So um, I love football. So when I'm sitting there talking about it, I just love it. So yeah, I, I like to do a little bit of the pundit stuff, of course. And I'm doing my badges yeah. and just and see where it takes me. Look, would you go into management look, or would it be just more of a, a coaching role? Obviously, you start off coaching, but is the end goal to be, be a manager? I'd rather be a manager, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather, of course, do a little bit of coaching, especially like forward coaching. Um, but I would, like to, I would like to be a manager, especially with all the managers that I've played for mm. and how they do things, how they are. And I think a lot of time, a lot of it now is probably different to back then. A lot because I think a big thing being a manager these days is is sort of like dealing with people, knowing how to speak to people, yeah, speaking to the players what they need and understanding, just understanding what people need and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I would, I would like, I would like to be a manager, of course. Great. Well, look, we look forward to to seeing you um, as a pundit or on the touchline, but obviously you've still got some, some work to do with Rangers for the rest of the season. Um, look, Jermaine, thanks for coming on. Um, is there anything that we've missed? Is there anything that you, you want to speak, tell the viewers, anything like that that we haven't mentioned so far? It's been a great interview so far and I've appreciated you coming on. Um, no, it's been good to be fair. I like Because when I do these kind of things, obviously it's nice to reach out to everyone. Yeah. Obviously the people that used to watch me, like we spoke about Tottenham and stuff like that. And... Um, maybe the younger kids that didn't have time to, to, to see me at Tottenham obviously they're really young they, they didn't have the opportunity to, to watch me at Tottenham and, and obviously they want to go on to, to be footballers and we spoke about obviously the advice um, and hopefully they'll listen to this because when I was younger I was lucky at West Ham when I had like I had good professionals that players that are sort of like had the right attitude um, and the likes of I don't know say an Ian Wright um, when I signed for when I signed for West Ham as a kid, and he was there, and he, he helped me a lot, and I always listened to Ray. Yeah. And even to this day, I remember all the things that he used to say to me. So I always listened because I always wanted. I, w- I just wanted to be the best. I wanted to score goals, and I always wanted to finish my career and be like, you know what? I want people to talk about me. Saying, oh, he's one. He's one. Of, he's one of the best goal scorers that we've produced yeah. in this country. That's all I wanted, and I was like that from day one. So every day I trained, I always stayed behind after training doing finishing. I remember at Tottenham, I used to stay behind with Clive Allen. I was, established, I, was, I was established in the first team, playing for England. But I always stayed behind after training with Clive Allen and just doing finishing, just yeah. doing finishing. And I think um, when you've got that sort of mentality, I think you'd always, you'd always, you'd, you'd always go far. Because there, there can be someone that's better than you, but if you've got that sort of work ethic and you work harder than the person next to you, then you'd, you would always go far. I've always, I've always believed that. So just, just summing up, um, well, what you said this it's about having in, in what I've took from this interview um, and, and spending time with you is, it's about having a clear vision clear goal of what you want to achieve yeah. um, doing the, the things that are not as exciting to get you to where you want to be so doing the tough things that you don't enjoy doing but making sure you do them um, yeah. and you know looking up to, to good people and having, having a good team around you like you said you had the likes of writing some other professionals that you ask questions you got answers and you implemented them. Um, and I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, if you've got people around you to, to our listeners that um, if you've got good team and you've got good people around you, you can ask questions to take it, utilize it, get on with it and, and take action. Yeah, because you have to listen to the people, especially the people that love you, like your fat, whether it's your mum or your dad, yeah, brother, sister, cousin, whoever it is, the, the, the people around for me, it was my mum. I always listened to my mum and that because she always, she was always honest with me. Yeah. She was, a, she was on it after games. Uh, yeah, even if I scored three goals. Yeah, but 
maybe you could have scored four. She always, <laughs> she always kept me hungry in that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I had good family around me. So like along the way, when I sort of like, you're in the spotlight, yeah. I have people around me be like, well, you, you, you can't do that. You shouldn't be doing this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate because when you've got people around you, be like, oh, that's no, fine. That's where you make mistakes. You sort of like spiral, do you know what I mean? So it's like, um, it's important to have good people around you, people that you're going to sort of like, that, that are going to tell you straight. Yeah. Want you to, want you to do well. It's right having the good people, but you've got to listen to them and, yeah, and do thank with their advice. I suppose there's a lot of people out there that have got good people around them, but yeah. they take the advice and do nothing with it. Exactly. That, but this is what I mean. And I think it's important to, to listen. And that with, mm. whether, even when you're at school, you listen. You listen to the, the person that's standing in front of you, that's teaching yeah. you. Mm. A school or a, a coach. Even yeah. if you don't like the, the, the coaching, just listen. Just try yeah. and improve and listen because that's how... That's how you, you improve and all the great athletes. When I hear stories, because people, people, even not just talk about myself, how mm. I am, but when I hear stories about other athletes, I'm like, wow, it's, it's, it's mad because that's exactly how I am. I'm on the same. Mm. I hear stories about Cristiano Ronaldo, players trying to, players uh, that sign for, for club, sign for a club that Ronaldo's at, whether it's Madrid or whatever it is, Juve. Um, and they're like, oh, I'm going to try and get, I'm going to, I'm going to go training early. So I'll get there before him. Yeah. And then they go to training really early and he's in the gym. <laughs> he's already there. And, and they don't understand, like, what, what, does this guy not sleep sort of thing? Cristiano Ronaldo, the first one in the training ground, the last one to leave. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like five times Ballon d'Or. So it's like, if these people can do it, we mentioned about Floyd before, I told you about the Michael Jordans. These are top athletes. Whatever industry it is, you could be an actor like a Denzel Washington that'd be filming 15 hour days, never complain, just get it done. Get on with it. Just Make get on with it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, look, some great advice there. Appreciate it. Um, loads of takeaways for, for our listeners and people that are on there. Um, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you on many talks. No problem. Um, and uh, we'll speak soon, yeah? Yeah, take care, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Jermaine. Cheers. Take care. So for now, what I want to do is thank you for listening. Subscribe. Leave a review. Look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast with some exciting guests coming our way.